Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to go over a bunch of news. Before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check it out at MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. We typically talk about all kinds of food and drink and other adventures and things that we go on outside of playing video games. And sometimes there's some extra video game stuff mixed in there, too. Uh, and as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys just celebrated five years of having a podcast uh, over on their show. They talked about Shin Godzilla, which came out the month of their release. Uh, So please check that out. I also gave them a bunch of statistics in terms of how many movies they've covered and how many directors they've covered and what's their longest episode and their shortest episode and all that stuff. They go over that, so please check that out. Um, They did a... Tiny Terror talking about the new Scream movie, which is being called Five Cream, because it's the fifth Scream movie. (laughs) And S kind of looks like Five. Five Cream? (laughs) That's what I heard. It might just be Willie playing a joke on the world, but... uh, I hope it's actually Five Cream, because that's funny. I I don't think the trailer says Five Cream, but it should, really. Um, But anyway, they, uh, they went through the cast and have basically tried to figure out who is the killer before the movie comes out, using knowledge that they had knowledge. to them from the series and on the internet no spoilers no like leaks or anything but uh it was an entertaining listen i'm curious to see if they ruined the movie for me yeah um but uh and then they should have an episode out this week talking about uh halloween kills the latest halloween film uh which came out in theaters and on peacock earlier in october it's not october anymore it's november now but uh that's how that's how it all worked out uh so please check that out film nerds we all saw uh, a few of us saw dune i'd like to talk about it at some point i want to talk about midnight mass as well there's a lot of stuff to talk about and not enough time to do it in uh so hopefully we can start get some stuff uh rolling in, in that respect. We're just going uh, to have to have like a full like game nerds, horror movie yearbook, film nerds conglomerate of Mike Flanagan. Like I, a, a I was full, honestly a full like, retrospective or something. Can we just uh, can we just make a uh, Mike Flanagan circle jerk podcast or something? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, just talk about <laughs> how much we love Mike. Oh, Flanagan. my. Um, but uh, yeah, so. We'll see about that stuff soon, and I think, oh, um, at some point in the future, uh, noted Twitch person, uh, I believe his uh, Twitch handle is capital X, lowercase x, area, lowercase x, capital X. I'm just kidding. I don't know what it actually is. There's like seven underscores somewhere. Um, <laughs> he, may, he may join me for a bonus episode talking about spoilers for Metroid Dread. Uh, because he's the only other person I know that's playing the game. So um, that should be fun. And uh, hopefully we can sit down and record that when he's done. I don't think he finished yet. Or he's close. He's pretty close. Um, so, yeah, that should be good. He's but, too yeah. busy sending me deviant Reddit links. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. 
Oh, anyways, uh, I've been playing Sick Baby Simulator for like three weeks now. It seems like. Oh yikes! So that's cool. Um, I have not. I've not played anything. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Which is uh, kind of a huge letdown. Other than uh, I let I let the baby play with my uh, Game Boy Advance SP which has in it currently the Super Mario Advance uh, cartridge. Nice. So, Because I was trying to get her into video games, but she's not good at Super Mario 2. Um, <laughs> to be fair, bad. I don't think I'm good at Super Mario 2 either. But Yeah, so. I don't think I'm good at any video game at this point. <laughs> You've just Possibly. given up completely. <laughs> it just, I don't know, everything just seems very challenging lately. I think Fair. you're depressed. <laughs> Possible. Life is challenging. <laughs> so that's the subject for a different podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about games. Uh, well, Brian, you've played a video game. Yeah, it bit. was too hard for me, so I didn't play that much of it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I never mind. What? I the only like brand spanking new video game I played is age of empires four, which just came out, uh, th- Thursday last week. Yeah. I thought it was Friday. And then I was looking at things to play on Thursday and realized it was actually out Thursday. So that You're was kind of uh, nice. Are you, have you been a long time fan? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I played all three of the other ones to and Age of Mythology. I think it was called. Yeah, it mixed in a little bit of in some of the wars that are represented in the series. <laughs> yes, in that history. Too. Back at Thermopylae and <laughs> yeah. Um. So and then this is they've done this thing where they made a bunch of definitive editions of all the previous games. Uh and. You, have you kept up on most of those or no? I bought the first definitive one, but then it just that the first one wasn't my favorite, hmm. and then I just never got around to playing the other ones. Okay, honestly, like the second one, I th- I feel is like the best one of okay. the uh, old old ones, but um, the new one it definitely feels a lot like the old ones, but maybe too much. Like hmm. maybe I've outgrown that kind of style of RTS after playing like games that are more innovative, like company of heroes or uh, like the Dawn of war games or something. It's, it's a, even like Starcraft two feels streamlined compared to playing age of empires four, mm. <laughs> which it's just like I'm playing. Okay. I, I tried the campaign a little bit, which I kind of bounced off of, I'm going to go back to it at some point, but I bounced off of it because it was just being extremely specific about what it was telling me what to do. And mind you, this is not the tutorial. I also played through the tutorial, which I didn't want to, but I couldn't figure out how to exit, to be honest. (laughs) Cause I, it would, it just taught me things that I did actually remember how to do. Like, you know, use my villagers to gather berries and then build a barracks and make some units and dumb shit like that. It's like, it's not like I haven't played an RTS before. Um, but like this, the, the, the muscle memory, like the speed in which you, you need to like operate and 
and the multitasking involved, that's something that I have definitely lost. Mm. I was never great at it, but I was like probably better than most of my friends that would casually play the RTS games. Um, but anyways, the campaign, uh, I like what they're doing in that it teaches you like real history lessons. It's yeah. like intermixed with like, uh, documentary style, like videos. And you can actually play the game. There's an option to play a higher, um, fidelity version which also takes up a shit ton of space that has 4k hdr videos instead of the 1080p videos that's awesome um but like i said like it was kind of making you do very specific things it's like move these units like move these archers up to here to flank the enemy blah 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 you know you're you're killing king whatever his name is in this battle and you, it told you everywhere exactly to move your units, pretty much. So the tutorial kind of leaked out it, it of was the like, tutorial. Yeah. And, I mean, I assume the campaign gets deeper than that and, like, lets you build, like, go through the, like, the building, uh, like, tree and, like, the uh, tech tree and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, basically, after one of those missions, though, I just went and played a skirmish where you can just set up your own custom maps. Um, but I, I was playing against like eight or no seven, uh, AI opponents in like a free for all. And I thought I set them all to easy, but I accidentally left one on hard and he was just <laughs> decimating every other faction. It was ridiculous. And I think it was like an extremely aggressive, uh, like group to like the, the Mongols or something <laughs> that, that are just overly aggressive anyways. It's just their, their Their AI style. Nice. Yeah. Their brand. Um, but, uh, I, I started another one and then I fucked up a setting again. So then I started again and then finally I was playing against like three easy AI opponents, but they still like harass on such a constant level (laughs) in the, in, in like the most nonsensical way that I don't understand how I'm supposed to learn how to play the damn game. I think that's like, how the Americans won the Revolutionary War, was, you know, random harassing. warfare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the fucking cricket button? Jesus Christ, guys. You have a- the cricket a- a- button. 8 p.m. I know, I know. I'm not I know, we're it. all falling asleep here. It's faster <laughs> bedtime. It's that Wednesday night recording session that really <laughs> gets the you. low low energy Midwest game nerds. Uh, yeah. More like Midwest lame nerds. Midnight game. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you'll have to keep us updated if you stick with it. Yeah. I definitely want to try some more skirmishes and stuff. I I just, I want to get a feel for the different factions because they all have their own kind of like specialized units and like they have buffs to certain like things like some factions have faster villagers and shit like that and the mongols i guess from what i read can basically pack up their entire city and just move it which is super cool sounding but uh i don't know other than that other than it's difficult to play i don't have any complaints about how it plays like it's it's really smooth and it's presented nicely the hud's kind of ugly but and huge honestly 
but, it was uh, uh, included in your Game Pass subscription, so that's nice as well. Yeah. But, I mean, if you like the old games, I'd maybe recommend trying it. If you don't, if you haven't played Age of Empires at all, I would say maybe start with, like, the second one. Hmm. I feel like, I don't know. Or just start with this one. doesn't really matter. Just <laughs> it, it, It's basically like trying to play Civ in real time, which is really irritating for an old person like me now. Who did uh who did Microsoft buy this from? Uh who did they buy Relic, it? Relic? I believe originally okay. made it. And then God, what might what what uh what RTS does Sega make? Do you know? They make the Total War games. Okay. Which are I, I part think it was, RTS, part uh turn based strategy. I think it was confusing Total War and uh and Age of Empires, but okay. Right. I think Sega, I could be wrong, but I thought Sega published the uh, the games Relic has made since those games, oh. <laughs> like um, Company of Heroes and Dawn of War. Okay. But I don't know. It's probably wrong, and I'm just spouting misinformation. Well, that's that's what our podcast is here for. Yep. You heard, heard it here first, wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else, Brian? Um, I played more Ghosts of Tsushima. How'd that go? Finished the first act, finally. Um, it's going well, except I'm not, like, super invested in the story. Yeah. Like, it's fine, but it's just, it's kind of just there to make me move around and do cool shit and kill a lot of Mongols. Yeah. But... Um, it's not like it has any interesting twists or anything so far. It's just pretty straightforward, but, um, yeah, I definitely having twists per se. I don't really remember the story much. (laughs) I mean, I remember it having a good, a a good enough narrative that like you kind of give a shit about the characters. And then, yeah, like I remember the very end of the game being fairly emotional. Mm hmm. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I gotta say though, it. I think I'm still like unimpressed by all games because I played Disco Elysium. <laughs> like n- all the, all of them like seem kind of lame after that, as far as the writing goes. Damn. So, I mean, I'll probably get over it eventually. <laughs> well, I finished reading Dune, so maybe I can read Disco Elysium next. Yeah, um, yeah, you should, honestly. It it actually reads some of it to you. It's like part audiobook, <laughs> part novel. So Fair enough. there's that. If I could bring um, myself to touch my PC in any form, uh, maybe I could play it, but... Maybe you should just get it on Switch. Yeah. Play it on that OLED. Yeah. But the screen is so small, I can't read those words. Well, you can dock I'm like it. Seventy years old now. Anyway, you. I think they even have it on iPad now. Do they make? Does anybody make Could one of those wrong. like screen magnifiers like they used to do with the Game Boy for the Switch? Because they should. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what that you need. Be a good idea. <laughs> it'd be really, it'd be really dumb, but <laughs> I think it'd be funny. <laughs> You could probably, it's probably just one that like straps to like a Kindle or something and you can just clip it to a Switch instead. I remember I had the one for the Game Gear, so it took that fucking postage size 
postage stamp size screen that was like 20 <laughs> pixels by 5 pixels and blew it up. <laughs> Yikes. It is on iPad. I don't but have an iPad. It's apparently horribly optimized. Yeah, that's it, which means right. it probably runs fine on a Pro. Hmm. Okay. Um. Besides that, I tried playing more Ori, and oh, I got a new controller finally because I got irritated. I fixed my Xbox Elite controller from back in the day, but realized it's just kind of worn out. Mm-hmm. So. That sucks. I'm super, really, I'm just like in a shitty spot right now where all I want to do is play Forza Horizon 5, but it's not out yet. Well, it's coming soon, isn't it? (laughs) Not soon enough. When is it? Tuesday. Oh, okay. Unless I drop $100 on the like (laughs) super special edition, then I could play like tomorrow or Friday, which is tempting. How much do you need to pay in order to play it right now? $100. Yeah. All right, well, that's video games for you. Um, I have played some stuff. Um, I finished up the third of the GBA games in that Castlevania collection. I believe Aria of Sorrow is the one. Um, I had originally played the sequel to that game on the DS first, and that was fun because instead of getting, like... You do get different weapons that you can equip, but... um. You also, when you kill certain... It's like Bloodstained, John, with the shard system. When you kill certain monsters, you get a shard that you can equip and yeah. use it as a different ability. There's like three different shard slots. One of them's like a passive thing. One of them is like a more... Um, uh, like a movement-based thing. And then another one's kind of like a sub-weapon, basically. Gotcha. Um, so that that was a, that was fun, and it was good. And uh, cool, cool to play the first one in the series, because I hadn't played that before in that... Because uh, it has a direct sequel on the DS. Um, that collection's 20 bucks. Absolutely worth it for anybody who likes Castlevania games. Check it out. Castlevania Advanced Collection out on pretty much everything right now. Um, I, I may still end up picking it up. I, I Again, I, I think my... I talked about it last time that those games weren't quite... Like, Symphony of the Night is so perfect mm-hmm. in every way, shape, and form that... To try and like, I don't know if they were really trying to like reinvent, you know, anything with with those DS games. I think they were just trying to adapt the series to the DS. But like, they're just they're not quite there. They're they're close, but they're not quite. It's not just it for some reason the feel isn't the same. And I don't I don't know what it is necessarily. I know I remember some of the mobility like didn't quite feel the same. Um, Alucard is yeah. like a very fluid feeling character, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's just the limitations from the hardware or what, but it just wasn't quite there. But maybe it's better on the Switch. I don't. I don't know. I'll. I'll maybe I'll. I'll end up picking it up. I don't know that there's a whole lot changed in that perspective. I think those games were very much an attempt to try and bring a Symphony of the Night like game to the Game Boy because that was like. Symphony of Night has become the gold standard of Castlevania games, and so... Yeah, like, but it's like, uh, they weren't, um, like, it's like they didn't want you to sit there for 36 hours and just play the one game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Symphony of the Night did that to me, like, where I would sit and play that game constantly, Yeah, and it's it's as if, like, these games weren't, were not necessarily meant for you to sit there and just binge the shit out of them. Yeah, and, I mean, I think... I think things are a little bit different because, you know, Circle of the Moon, you're still only using a whip. I think, um, 
Harmony of Dissonance might have also been only a whip. And then finally, in Aria of Sorrow, you get to equip different types of weapons like Symphony of the Night. And, you know, so you might want to work your way backwards through the three. That might kind of be a good way into it. But that's the thing. I think you need to, like, fully acknowledge, like, this is not going to be Symphony of the Night. But I'm never going to get to play Symphony of the Night for the first time again. So... I should maybe enjoy these while I have them fresh and and I and I it worked for me it works for me in that sense cuz it's kind of like you know I can play Symphony of the Night with my eyes closed basically at this point probably not but yeah. I feel like that's the case and these games are less familiar to me but they have a similar feel to them it's also fun because like you know the music isn't quite there with any of these three games the way that it is in the symphony of the night but there's a lot of places where they kind of try to do the same type of music or borrow things from different music tracks and they do the same thing with also the the designs of the worlds too like there's places that look like the underground caverns and like the the tile sets that they're using are just very familiar and so it's kind of fun to see where they recycled things a little bit and used them in different ways so yeah i think it's worth checking out um and then i tried to play some bloodstained i picked it back up i started moving along with that again but i was getting frustrated by it and part of me decided to just pick up hollow knight instead because i bought that a while back and bounced off of it been playing that on the switch it's very pretty on the oled when i play it in handheld um i have a love-hate relationship with that game because it's very much it is a it is a metroid style game you are going around uh side-scrolling areas you get new abilities that let you go to new areas um it's not symphony of the night in the sense that you're not getting different weapons and things but uh you do get like badges that you can equip that will alter different things about your character and how they interact with the world that type of stuff and um but the interesting thing about it is that you don't get a map until you buy it in the area and then you also have to like purchase the ability to update that map because it's not always a complete version of what you're walking through you also have to wear a badge that puts an indicator on that map as to where you are if you're not good at figuring out where you are and that type of thing. So, like, it's kind of difficult to identify where save rooms are until you've found that map and you've been to those save rooms. And then on top of that, if you die, you will drop your money and you have to make your way back to it and defeat, like, a shadow version of yourself to reclaim that money. And, uh, and also, like, be able to get your full MP back. And so there have been several instances where, like, I'm exploring this new area. It's so cool. It's a cool area. Trying to find the map. Can't find the map. And, oh, I die in this room because I'm being a jackass. And then I'm like, I don't want to play this game ever again. <laughs> and then, like, two hours later, I'm like, I should probably play Hollow Knight again. So then I turn it on and play it again. And the cycle just repeats over and over and over again. So it's something's hooking me but it's uh it's the it's one of those games that i feel like it doesn't really want you to succeed (laughs) it's like frustrating in some ways but right there's still it's very pretty i like the music the world's interesting um and so you know i'm still stuck in my metroid metroid game hole and i haven't dug my way out yet but maybe soon something will rescue me i feel like ori likes to do something really nice for you and then completely punish you <laughs> like with the most ridiculous shit. 
Like, mm. I just did this one part where I had to just keep bouncing between all these, like, teleporter, like, teleportation portals, mm. basically. And, like, if you're, if you were pointing slightly the wrong direction coming out of one and going into the next one, you just land in some spikes and fucking die. Sweet. And, like, and then yeah. I was like, okay, I'm never going to get this. And, you know. Five minutes later, I get it, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm just very easily put off by shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like trying the same thing over and over and over again. Hollow Knight um, is surprisingly forgiving in some of those senses. Like when there are traversal puzzles like that and there's like spikes on the ground, it'll take one heart away from you, basically. You start the game with like five hearts, I think. And so five masks or what they are. And so it's nice that like, and it'll put you on like the closest solid ground that you've been on too. And so it's a little bit forgiving with some of those challenges. And then you're just the idiot that keeps trying it and screws yourself up so much. that Then you have to come all the way back through that puzzle to get to your body that you left behind. And then you start trying to do the part that you couldn't do again and you still can't do it because you're dumb. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's the experience of playing Hollow Knight. So Ori for me, Ori's really weird. Like Ori, when I tried to play Ori, you like create save points in that game, don't you? Yeah, that's the forgiving part. I don't think that's fucking forgiving at all because I'm kind of like, uh, like, isn't it? Doesn't it? Aren't you expending something to you yeah. to make the save energy? Point? Yeah, and so like I feel like with that game, I'll probably I don't. It's probably not possible, but I feel like I would create like seven save points that are all like a room away, and then I wouldn't be able to make any more save points for the rest of the game. That's what <laughs> it feels like is going to happen. Uh, you get your energy back often enough. It only uses like one node, and you usually have like three or four. Okay, well, most of the time. But uh, one of the issues I'm having with it is like. I mean, it gives you abilities fairly often, which is cool, mm -hmm. but it just gave me a new one that I feel like and is just really awful feeling. Like, it <laughs> feels terrible. Like, the rest of the game felt okay. Like, the platforming and stuff is fine. It's a little loose for my liking. Like, I like things to be a little more measured. Mm -hmm. um, but... Like, this move, basically, you have to... I don't even understand what I'm doing wrong half the time. Like, I feel like it's just very unresponsive. It's like a dash move. Mm. Like, well, it's not called dash. It's a bash. But it is a dash. Like an air you dash. Like an air that dash you, you can attack mm. targets with it and stuff, but you also use it to, like, knock projectiles certain directions. And it's really just... Uh, unpredictably sloppy like we you hit like a projectile in one direction like on one side and it goes like the complete opposite direction you think it's supposed to go you know mm -hmm. like the physics don't make sense and it won't trigger at all like when you hit the button unless you're like close enough to whatever is bashable like yeah, bashable. <laughs> and that isn't very well telegraphed in the first place, like what you can hit and what you can't. And it basically has made me bounce off the game. I think it's fucking dumb. It's really interesting playing all these different Metroid-style games because that speed with which you get abilities feels so important. And, like, Hollow Knight is a little stingy with it, especially where I'm at now, but also, like, 
Yeah, the, I wonder, just like the, the the pacing in terms of keeping your interest. Yeah, and like giving you more places to go back to and check out new stuff and like collect uh, power ups because you can now reach places that you couldn't get to before in some of those places. Like I feel as though you know Me- Metroid Dread feels like it was finally calculated to meet things out to you at the right points and just really give you a good experience in that respect. Nicole's watching the uh, Central versus Western game right now and getting very animated, so I don't know if anybody <laughs> could hear that or not. But um, but the but also in Metroid, all of the abilities to me feel really good. There's some people that have issues with the space jump in Metroid games, and I get it. The timing gets a little bit weird, but I feel like you get used to it after playing all five of them in a row. So everybody, do that first. Start at the beginning, work your way through all of them. Nintendo's made it really easy for you to play them all. You just got to buy a Wii U off of eBay for $300, and then you have to buy them <laughs> off of the eShop for $7.99 a piece. I mean, but, uh, that, so that pacing thing is is interesting um, from the standpoint of, like, that's what, that's one of the things I think uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, like, doesn't, it doesn't have, it's not, because of the RPG elements of collecting gear, like, you get, there's a different pacing that works for that game. That, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get from a game like Hollow Knight or, you know, I don't, I mean, I haven't played Ori, so I can't really speak to that. But, like, getting those new weapons and things and picking up, like, different drops from enemies and getting those gear sets and, uh, you know, getting the shield rod and pairing it with all the different shields to see what special abilities each shield does. Like, that stuff's cool and is a different kind of pacing to where you're not really picking up abilities necessarily, which there are tons of abilities with all the relics that you pick up and everything um, mm-hmm. throughout the game. But like, there's a different thrill in collecting the gear, which was always fun for me. Like my original save game on my memory card, which I know is in the basement of this house. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the stuff is still saved on it because I'm assuming the batteries and those things are <laughs> probably dead at this point. Um, but that, uh, like, I, w- I made it a point to go through and collect all the gear because I liked finding that stuff. And I even before my, f- my first attempt at fighting Dracula, like, I went through and I was like, okay, I'm going to collect every single weapon and every single piece of armor that I can get, enough to where I bought a strategy guide that listed off all of them so I could know which ones I still Check needed. And uh, well, and that's the thing, because those weapons, it's very much like you have some that are just kind of fast swords. You have two handed swords. You know, I can't remember if Cynthia in the Night has like a hammer that has like a and they vary. The well, there's animation. like there's the nunchaku. There's like the fist weapon, other styles of fist weapons. There's uh, the the or, you know, the the feudal Japanese swords that you can get, mm-hmm. like the Mazmoon and the Katana and the Murasame. Like Asuna yeah, the Asuna Katana, Katana yeah. and and like the the special moves that each of those do and the different style of hits that those cause and like the big great sword two handers that like do huge sweeping blows but they're slow as hell but they're super strong like you know yeah. it's so there's all very different ways to start attacking the enemies with the different yeah it, it certainly it allows you to mix up the time in between getting those new abilities right yeah and so absolutely you can kind of. Yeah, and and I I very much like that about it. I think it figured it out. That's why, like, the, you know, I think the fact that Metroid Dread 
if you're going slow, tops out at about 12 hours. I think the pacing still works for that, even though you don't have those different weapons and things. A lot of the variation in that comes with fighting the enemies that behave in very different ways. But, like, you know, so there's still ways to do it if you're not getting all of that loot like you are in a Symphony of the Night. But I think, I don't know, it's just interesting. They're very different approaches to yeah. different uh, Metroid-style games. And, and it's been pretty fun, like, exploring those differences um, while only focusing on one genre of video games so i'm uh, i'm not out of it yet i i still would really like to play through ori and i should probably just try and do that after i'm done with hollow knight um but uh yeah no did Metro you guys games. ever play shadow complex yes yes shadow complex that. shadow complex is like the progenitor of the revival of metroid games basically like that is the i don't think like um I don't think your Hollow Knights and, well, I don't know, that's not true. But, like, there's this new wave of these Metroid-style games that, like, I feel like nobody made them for a long time. And then two things happened. Shadow Complex came out and made it okay for, like, bigger companies to make games like that. And then indie developers that grew up on Super Metroid were like, why aren't there more Super Metroids out there? And so you get this huge wave of Metroidvania games and they're all fucking awesome for different reasons and it's great um but yeah i i loved shadow complex i thought it was great yeah weirdly that's the only like metroidvania game i have actually played all the way through yeah i can see that it was just one of the games i had on 360 that was just awesome so that was one of the games that i bought a 360 for because i saw it coming out i was like that's fucking metroid i want to play that immediately and then you know it took me a while to get to it i think but um yeah like it's fucking stop making all other kinds of video games we don't need mmos play make more metroid (laughs) games yeah less less free to play uh battle royale games and mmos and shit konami come back make more castlevania games not like the mobile one that just came out make them more like symphony of the night make symphony of the night again make it prettier do do i want here's what i really want i want symphony of the night done like the super street fighter turbo hd remix where they hand drew all of the sprites with vector graphics and just do that with symphony of the night. I want to know what it looks like. I want to see it. I want, I want that. Give me that. I just don't want it. I don't want it to look like, uh, like salt and sanctuary or, or like darkest dungeon with its graphics. Like I want them like I, what symphony of the night needs is like a, the full anime, like cell shaded work. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like they got to take, do you remember that, that street fighter when they released street fighter two for the first time on like Xbox live yeah, and yeah. PlayStation. And it was literally just like vector versions of hand drawn Ken and shit like that. Yeah. They just need to do all of those frames of Alucard moving and like it, it'd be a shitload of work, but it would be so sweet looking. Don't I gotta change the game at all. I don't think all. it would be a shitload of work, man. Like I don't. I mean, what do I, I think? What, I think animating all those frames and all those animations. What do I know about making video games and animation? <laughs> I know absolutely nothing. But I think, and but. someone with the uh, with the right mindset would love to have that sort of passion project, mm-hmm. you know, to work on. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of fans of the series that would love to work on something like that. Well, and the interesting thing is, like, even if they wanted to do a two and a half D version of it, like Bloodstained, 
that shit like they've got alucard made from that fucking ios game and they could do it like there's no reason that they couldn't but i don't know we'll see who knows yeah who knows what uh, konami may do if they do actually come back from the dead which seems like it's happening but anyway shall we talk some news let's do it all right a lot of random stuff here. We're not going to necessarily hit it all for very long. If you want to say something about it, feel free to stop me. God of War is coming to Windows PC in January. It'll be available on both Steam and the Epic Game Store on January 14th for $49.99. Uh, it will have 4K resolution, DLSS, and reflex support, ref, reflex support for higher frame rates, sharper graphics, and ultra-wide screen support. That game already uh, looked so good. I can't imagine how much better it would look. I bet mm-hmm. it would look very nice, especially on an ultra wide. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good time to play that before Ragnarok comes out uh, in 2022. Yep. At some point. Um, next up, there's an Uncharted movie trailer out. Did you guys watch this? I did. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't really care for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think it looks fine. It'll probably be an entertaining enough movie, except for the fact that fucking Mark Wahlberg is in it. But, like, I don't know. It looks like they're just putting all of the interesting parts of all four games, five games, six games together. And um, and it's just, I don't... It looks don't dumb. The kind only- of. And the only hint of the Greg Edmondson score is just this little, like, light piano part at the beginning of the trailer. And if they don't just use his fucking score, uh, there's they fucking failed, because that score is amazing. I just have a hard but time anyway. of picturing Tom Holland as, like, Nathan Drake. Yeah. Like, it yeah. Does, like he's just too baby-faced. Like, even, like, in the earlier games, like... Any any well, like realistic ish representation of Nathan Drake like made him an older type. They're kind of going the Uncharted Three route, which kind of explored some of his young like there's young Nathan Drake in that game, and they've like just basically brought his friends down in age with him, kind of in some cases. Like Mark Wahlberg isn't fucking Sully; he's just fucking Mark Wahlberg. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, this is probably better than the movie we were going to get 10 years ago where Mark Wahlberg was going to play Nathan Drake, in my opinion. I also just fucking hate Mark Wahlberg, if everybody couldn't tell, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you hate Mark Wahlberg. He's pretty great. Yeah, you know, Deepwater Horizon is a great, you know, great I just, movie. What was I the one know. about the Boston bombing? How many other times can you make yourself the fucking hero of I America, I only really ever Mark think Wahlberg? of him in The Departed. So I know you've said that before, and I haven't watched that movie in like twenty years. It holds up. Um, it's I'm so sure really it good. does. It's it's I'm a just little not watching it out of spite at this point because it's a little I don't dated with its like flip Mark phones, Wahlberg. but it works. <laughs> anyway, Uncharted movie, whatever. Uh, Among <laughs> Us is coming on the Xbox. The poster. <laughs> <laughs> Midwest yeah. film nerds say whatever, whatever. <laughs> You're, you're gonna be in the whatever. accolades trailer <laughs> i uh, please put me there i'll sign the i'll sign whatever i need to sign you have my permission uh among us is coming to xbox and playstation in december uh december 14th to be precise uh cool <laughs> yep 
Cool. Yep. Um, Stardew Valley's creator is making a new game. Uh, his name's Concerned Ape. That's his, that's the moniker that he goes by. He's got a new game called The Haunted Chocolatier that's going to be coming out. Looks a lot like Stardew Valley in its visuals, but uh, you're going to play Willy Wonka, a, uh, a haunted chocolatier, apparently. Hmm. Willy Wonka, you're going to be uh, Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka, and you're going to bang some in, ghosts as in Willy Hill Wonka. House. Yes, yeah, inside of Hill House. Uh, so that's interesting. I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's a release date. He just kind of revealed that it was in development on YouTube. Uh, I think he stated a while ago that he was working on a new project and would be stepping back from Stardew updates. Yeah. And the the community was like, was like, no, you can't. You have to keep doing stuff to Stardew. And he's like, no, guys, I got to move on. (laughs) Yeah. I got to move on with my life. Eric concerned ape Baron. Uh, No, it seems like a very talented guy. Stardew Valley made a lot of money. A lot of people love that game. So. Curious to see what the Haunted Chocolatier is like. Uh, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 are delayed uh, because Blizzard is too busy uh, not paying women enough. Oof. <laughs> and uh, and holding, what did they call them? Cosby parties at uh, the Parties events. in the Cosby room. Oh, the Cosby room. Excuse me. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know. In case you wanted to know what good old McCree was up to in Overwatch 2. Oh, wait, his name is what? Cole Cassidy? Cassidy Cole? Who cares? Nobody. Next. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, is coming November 11th for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and, of course, the very famous Rockstar Games launcher, which everyone uses. Yeah, so if you um, didn't get enough of those games in 2002, now is your chance. If you're sick of, of buying Grand Theft Auto 5 for the 8th time, why not buy Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas for the 13th time? With ray yeah. tracing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? The Switch version has gyro aiming. Because haven't you always wanted to yeah, aim cause, with Because the aiming wasn't bad enough. <laughs> it didn't work with the controller. Why not throw a gyroscope into the mix? <laughs> Uh, PC version has support for DLSS. I'm sure that will make it look so great. Uh, people are up in arms with how dumb some of the character models look. Let's see if we can get a good look. Yeah, look at that guy right there. He's pretty cool. It's for the video people. <laughs> um, I feel like environments, <laughs> The environments look great, but the people just look like f- fucking uh, Disney Infinity figures. No, it's man, so here's weird. the thing. We've been spoiled by these games that look real you know so like to take a game you can't take a game like grand theft auto 3 or san andreas or vice city you can't take those and like like update like they had cartoony looking characters to begin with you know and like if if you're going to give it like the full treatment of like redoing it like that that is an insane amount of work but i can appreciate the update and and the look of everything even though it's like kind of cartoony but we've absolutely been spoiled by games like Grand Theft Auto 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2. And- See, but I feel like this update brings so much realism to the environments that the fact that the people look even weirder now, I don't know. Yeah, it's is just, it as weird as, like, strange. fucking Minecraft with ray tracing? I mean, come on, it's, like, the same thing. 
it's I mean that's a completely different ball game. Like, is it though? I don't know. Is yeah, it? Yeah, because like fucking Minecraft, Steve doesn't have any dialogue. He's not a human that I need to relate to. Plus, he somehow looks better than some of these characters. <laughs> look at this fucking cowboy guy. Look at his face. Yeah. Like, look at. So this is the old <laughs> version. Look at the new one. What happened? He doesn't have eyes anymore. Like, where did they go? There's no whites of his eyes. What is that mustache? It just looks like a piece of tape on his face. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is, uh, and the fun, here's the fun thing. Uh, I think if you have Xbox Game Pass, then you get to have, um, Grand Theft Auto 3? No. I think if you have Game Pass, then you're going to get San Andreas in Game Pass on November 11th. Grand Theft Auto 3 is going to be on PlayStation now, starting December 7th, and uh, if you want Vice City, you're just going to have to pay the whole, the whole price. Which, uh, that's because yeah, that's that, the one everyone you to, wants. You have yeah, to mail Rockstar a little balloon of cocaine, <laughs> and they'll give you yeah. a like, CD key. Don't they have enough money already? Nope. Uh, so $59.99 is, uh, is the price for all three of these games. Um that uh, you probably could have purchased for $10 off of Steam a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Elden Ring got delayed to February, which it was originally coming January 21st. Now it's coming February 25th. Uh, everybody's very sad because that's a whole month of their life. They're going to have to spend doing something that's not playing in Elden the winter. Ring. Um, but they're apparently doing a closed network test in November. You're not supposed to talk about it or stream it, but you know that the internet will do the internet thing and still put a bunch of footage of it out. Um, we should of do course that. They have, we should break they, the yeah, NDA. We probably should. Uh, but there's like some four, five different sessions here that are all at weird different times. Session one is from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific time. So, you know, if you wanted to get some early morning Elden Ring in. For those true neckbeard get-gooders. Uh, no, I guess it's good because people in different regions might have access to it. Although I don't know what regions they're going to do this in. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we signed up for it. We'll see if we get in. Mm-hmm. Shit, we'll talk about it. I'm sure they won't make you actually sign a NDA. They do, but, but what what are they going to do? Is From Software going to be like, oh, the Midwest game nerds can't talk about our games in the future that we release every <laughs> eight years? We won't send you copies of our games. Uh, you weren't anyway. That we weren't so. going to send you to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Flight Simulator is getting a Game of the Year update in November with DirectX 12, and Brian is uh, very excited about it, because it'll look even prettier. Yeah, I've been kind of itching to get back into that the last couple months. Mm. It's kind of an undertaking, but uh, I've just decided to wait for this update at this point, because every time they have a major update date it breaks like a lot of stuff in that game and then everybody bitches about it and then it's fine yeah and but i'm just gonna wait fair enough uh november 18th is when the game of the year year edition is gonna drop so please check that out uh the xbox mini fridge pre-orders sold out within 15 minutes i missed it probably to everybody who's going to put it up on ebay and charge more money for it because that's capitalism it it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be in the clearance section at Best Buy in like three months. I probably not. They probably won't be able to make them fast enough for all the bots to buy all of them and put them up on eBay. And yeah, so that'd be anyway. sad. Um, CD Projekt Red is not going to have anything for Cyberpunk or The Witcher Three out 
uh, until 2022. They were supposed to have the next-gen updates for Cyberpunk out by now-ish. And uh, I believe they did announce The Witcher 3 was getting next-gen patch as well, but I don't know if they really said when. Um, But now the first plan is, or the next plan is first quarter 2022 for Cyberpunk and second quarter 2022 for The Witcher. Um, So I look forward to seeing those in 2024. Mm -hmm. Uh, Microsoft has put out more of their expansion cards for the xbox series x and s you can now get two terabyte and 512 gigabyte models but you have to uh, pay with your life joining joining the one terabyte model which has already been out there one terabyte's about 200 bucks uh two terabyte is about 400 bucks and uh the 512 is going to be about 139 um so yeah not not terribly far off from how much it costs to get a, an SSD to throw into your PS5 either. So uh, similar pricing structures there. Two more stories. Assassin's Creed Infinity is not a free-to-play game, according to Ubisoft. What is it? Uh, uh, it's a service game sequel that got outed by Bloomberg this summer, but it's not going to be free-to-play. You can pay $59.99 for it. And then you can pay to play more of the game or less of the game, depending on what you would like to play, pay Ubisoft for. But what's if it going to be play, like? Is it going to be like Assassin's you, Creed meets The Division? Or it's like, going to be like, hey, if you want to spend ten ninety nine, you get more crystals to do more of these events. But if you want to spend thirty ninety nine, you don't need to buy the crystals because it will give you everything instead of playing those events. You know? I guess. I'm just kidding. I don't really Where's know what place? any of this means. Brian, you posted this. I did? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. It was what about John. it? <laughs> <laughs> what, Sass's Green? What? Uh, yeah, you did post it. You posted it uh, through two days ago. Well, yeah, he posted that. that, and then he, he quickly posted the Blizzard thing, and, and I was like, nobody cares. And he was Who like, cares? fine, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah so uh, yeah the next assassin's creed game uh let's see in a statement on july 7th ubisoft confirmed it was mur- working on assassin's creed infinity shortly after bloomberg had reported about it um and they're saying they want to uh let's see the clarification this past thursday is noteworthy because in may the company's chief financial officer told investors the company was turning its attention to persistent free-to-play adaptations of its franchises like Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, which we talked about previously. Um, and then, yeah. So, I yeah, I don't know. They still aren't like, hey, this is what this game is going to be. Um, I bet it's going to be an Assassin's Creed game that you never finish. <laughs> it would be that's, cool that's if it goes through, like, all of history. Like, if it starts in, like, you know, Caveman Maybe- era. Maybe... Maybe it's an Assassin's Creed game that's based off of that. Um, uh, they're they're that combining all of their franchise, like all like so they're gonna take like. Um, no, it's it's the so once again it's it's a there's a there's an HBO Max movie with Mark Wahlberg called Infinite where he plays like an uh like an, an immortal immortal person. I don't know. Maybe this is the tie-in. You're gonna be Mark Wahlberg in an Assassin's Creed game. You heard it here first. <laughs> Um, I bet it's really good, just like this movie was. I didn't watch it. 
I'm never going to. Tim just said he's going to because he bought Paramount Plus to watch a Star Trek show. So we'll hear how it is. Can't wait. At some point. Infinite? Uh, yeah. Yep. I've seen the Assassin's Creed movie on a plane. Cool. It was okay. <laughs> uh, final story. Marvel is uh, Marvel announced a new project with Amy Hennig's new game studio, Skydance New Media. Uh, Amy Hennig is important. She did uh, the stories for the first three Uncharted games and um, was working on a Star Wars game that got canceled. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what this is going to be. Um, you know, somebody of her stature working on a Marvel game probably means it'll be a pretty good story, but we'll see what it is. Uh, it is a narrative driven blockbuster action adventure game featuring a completely original story and take on the Marvel universe. So I'm curious to see what that means. Um, Skydance is traditionally a movie studio, but, uh, and they're, they're most notably known for the foundation apple tv series uh snake eyes gi joe origins which did not do very well the tomorrow war which is up on amazon prime um but they did make a couple games one of them is archangel hellfire which is a bad vr game and the walking dead saints and sinners which is a vr game that i haven't played so uh curious to see what they'll do because i like amy Hennig. Mm -hmm. that's it for the news brian you posted a thing about battlefield Battlefield 2042 offers 10-hour trial to EA Play and Game Pass subscribers. That's cool. Yeah, I just saw that. That's pretty sweet. I like it's cool that the that the uh trial will extend to the Game Pass people as well. Yeah. Um so, yeah, there's a cheap way for people to give it a try. Make sure it runs okay. I don't know if we talked about it. That game got delayed from like October to November, didn't it? Yeah, like I think that. we yeah. talked about it like a couple episodes ago. Maybe. I can't remember. November nineteenth. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to checking it out. Especially uh, you know, with this Game Pass trial. So Yup. Alright. That's it for now. Yeah. It's a short one this time. Um hopefully we'll have some more games to talk about next time. Yes, we will have one game to talk about for sure. And we won't be so tired. Definitely, I will play lots of Forza Horizon 5 before we record next time. Cool. I was going to see if anything else is noteworthy might be coming out. Um, but I'll probably still just be playing Hollow Knight because it's infuriating. I mean, I still wanna, you guys could try Forza. That's what I was going to look Game up Pass. Um, the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games. I was kind of considering buying those and checking them out but I'm, i might wait for a sale with like a steam like a steam sale or something because i think yeah, they're still charging they'll, like they'll usually be, they'll drop to like two dollars during the steam the steam sales so for sure um oh yeah and uh what's it's called uh kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning is free on on playstation plus that's, that's right. a thing that we could theoretically check out as well mm, yeah uh, skyrim Anniversary edition comes out on the eleventh. If anybody Are you kidding me, wants what is to, that all about? Uh, they they added fishing to the game. Oh, okay. It's the ten year anniversary. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we end up, what we end up doing. But uh, at least for forces, Forza for me at this point, it's kind of like if I bought it in the past. Anytime I've talked about a Forza game on this podcast, I've bought it and played it for like 
two hours and I've been like, yeah, this is a racing game. And then I put it down. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. The only racing game I ever cared about aside from crash team racing was burnout paradise. But this is better than burnout paradise. I don't think it is actually (laughs) pretty, pretty sure it's not. Yep. Nope. Nope. It's nope. It's not. Nope. (laughs) Maybe, maybe close, but it's not. All right, John, put an end to our, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The podcast network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. We will be doing a side quest after this very quick one, probably talking about... Alex's new flavor of Mountain Dew that he picked up and some Monster Mash cereal as well as uh, a couple other small topics that I have. Gingerbread Mountain Dew. <laughs> topics that I have in my brain. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us in your favorite podcatcher. Uh, if you do join the Patreon and you get into our Discord channel, I, uh, I have some hoodies that I'm going to be producing for the podcast network coming up soon. So uh, you can throw your size in. And let me know what you, what you want, and I will make you a hoodie on the cheap. So, something to think about. And, uh, cool. yeah, that's all for now. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>